Does the idea of being part of a small, dedicated group of entrepreneurs all focused on massive growth excite you? Well, if so, I'm happy to report that my inner circle mastermind, otherwise known as the round table, where I work throughout the entire year with just 10 entrepreneurs, is kickstarting another year in January 2019. Not only that, but I'll be hosting and working with both a UK and a USA group this coming year. So if you're all about more access, more structure, more accountability, and ultimately more success, then this is the mastermind group for you. Now, this is the group of people that I work closer with more than any other throughout the year, and I'd love to welcome you if there's a good fit. So head over to chrisducker.com forward slash roundtable and apply today. And me and my team will get back to you. Now, on with today's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 316 of Youpreneur FM. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, as always. And you are in the right place, my friend, if you are an entrepreneur or wannapreneur, for that matter, who wants to build a business based around and focused on their personality, their experience, and the people that they want to serve Ah, we're going to go a little further down memory lane this week. Yes, another flashback episode from last year's Youpana Summit. We just wrapped this year's Youpana Summit, and we're going to have some of the keynotes from that, obviously, on the show in future months. But if you remember back in episode 314, I unveiled to you how I'm taking my P2P or people-to-people business philosophy to the next level going forward by publishing a weekly vlog. This is something that I avoided for a long time, but I'm now going 180% into it in every way, shape, or form. And it's been amazing to see all of the feedback and the comments and everything else that have come in from people after uh, episode 314. So what I thought I'd do, as well as obviously just going back into the vault a little bit, why not focus in on the vlog aspect side of things as well by giving you the entire unedited session on how to become a vlog boss by my very, very good friend, Amy Landino. She rocked the stage at the Upana Summit last year, and uh, she was actually there again this year, but this time around, she was hosting the Summit Live stage for any of you that might have caught the live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. That was fantastic. We love doing that this year as well. Amy's not only a good friend of mine, but a highly respected influencer in the video and the vlogging world. And so here it is, the complete unedited session from Amy last year at the Upana Summit, talking all about how to really launch and grow a super successful vlog in regards to helping you market and build your business. You're going to love it and keep the vlog questions coming. If you're interested and you want to get involved, you can head over to chrisducker.com forward slash vlog. Check out all of the past episodes for my vlog and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Here's Amy. Let's go. I was uh, last, last in this 
very long line of bridesmaids. See, last. Not only was I last in this line, I was actually asked last. The bride, we went to high school together. She called and she's like, Amy, I'm getting married. And I want you to be there for me on my big day. I want you to be a bridesmaid. This other girl, she got pregnant. She's not going to fit into the dress in time. Just thought you'd be a great stand-in. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how nice. But I've learned you don't say no to a bride for her big day. So of course, I became a bridesmaid. But I was like, I could be the last bridesmaid, but I kind of want to be the favorite bridesmaid. Like, I want to beat all these ladies out as the favorite. But that's quite an undertaking. How do you become the favorite? Well, you actually have to make someone feel really special to do that. And how do you make the person that's getting married feel even more special on the most special day of their life? That's a lot. That's a big to-do. And so I actually discovered my Canon PowerShot. I don't know if you guys remember these digital camera things. You used to have to take them on vacation with you. It had a video option on it, and I thought, that's interesting. I'll use that video option and make her a video. I've never made a video before. I had no idea how to make one. But I just thought, well, this is a great start. I'm just going to go with this. I went back to our hometown, and I would find friends, family, teachers, parents, anyone that knew Stephanie when we were in high school, just to get a quick little recording of them saying, congratulations, best wishes, how cool, you're getting married, what a big day. And I took those clips back to my house, to my kitchen, my Windows computer took up the entire kitchen. I found there was some free software on the computer I'd purchased, awesome, Windows Movie Maker. I compiled all of those clips together in a final project, wishing Stephanie well. Obviously, with the soundtrack of the ever-emotional Time of Your Life, Good Riddance, by Green Day. <laughs> and I burnt that video on a DVD. It was 2007, so I didn't even know YouTube existed. And I literally had to put it on something in order for people to watch it. And I took it to the rehearsal dinner and asked for some airtime. And they're like, here comes the last bridesmaid asking for some airtime. What does that even mean? And they found a tube television with a DVD player attached, and they wheeled it into the rehearsal dinner, and they popped my DVD in, and they pressed play. And that was it. That was my first video ever, but also the moment that changed the rest of my life. Naturally, Stephanie's watching, and she is a wreck. And of course, she should be. I went to all this trouble. Girl, you need to cry. If this happens to you, you cry. That's what you do. But that wasn't it. I made it for her. Naturally, she's emotional. I was kind of hiding behind the door. You're always anticipating a DVD is going to screw up at some point. And I was like, oh, I just, I'm afraid. And I, I was looking at everyone else to see, is anything going wrong? Is anything going wrong? It was their faces that changed everything. Sure, Stephanie's family had a clue as to what was going on. They all remembered our high school in the neighborhood. 
But the groom's side, they were getting teary-eyed. And I thought, they don't know anybody. They don't know any of these people. How do they understand the gravity of this thing that I've done? But they did. And that was it. That's all I needed to know about video. I had the emotions of everyone in that room in the palm of my hands, because I made this thing. And that's when I decided I have got to lean into this, because how incredible you can make something for one person and affect the many. That's why I make video today. There's probably a number of reasons why you're thinking about it, why you're listening to me right now. You've got people like Chris and me saying, yeah, you've got to try it. But maybe you've asked yourself a couple of questions, such as, what is the best way to get started with video? Hand in the air if you've had that cross your mind. Get started. What about how do you stay consistent with video? Has it crossed your mind maybe, why in the world did someone have to make this video thing a marketing thing I got to do now? <laughs> Has that crossed anyone's mind? Yeah. Right, because here we are, we're like, oh my gosh, you guys, it is so much fun. You've got to give this a try. Join. It's great. I mean, come on, look how much fun I'm having. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll make my first video. And then you make your first video and you want to die very quickly. You're done. You watch it back and you're really disappointed about where you are in your life. The winners get past the first one and don't delete it. But that's a big first step to take. And I totally get that. It's not about why, but if we really are considering why, it, we've got metrics for days. A third of all online activity is watching video. You know this, you were just on your device when somebody wasn't talking to you at the networking event and saying, what's going on on here, okay? Because half of all video views are on mobile. That's big. This is how we are getting information today. It's very difficult to say, I don't understand the why of this. We've got the data. There's so much more to this story if you're not doing it yet. It's more about the what, not the why. You guys get it. You're at Upreneur Summit. You get it. What is what we need to dig into? What makes a sustainable content strategy? What frequency will I show up? Consistency. What difference does one social platform make over another? We have to be on all of them, but in what, in what way? How does it work? What camera should I use? All of these questions are important in terms of actually doing the video. We already know why. It's time to dig into the what. So let's first dig into sustainability. Uh, last summer, I went to YouTube Next Up Camp we were bougie and had hotel rooms. We didn't stay in tents. It was great. And they taught us something about sustainability of a YouTube channel, which I believe works in every form of content. It's just a matter of what is the context of those places. This is gonna be a lot of info, but I'm going to explain all of it. The three major sections of this are hub, hero, and help. They each make up a specific amount of time that is going to go into delivery of your content, and they each do something very different. Hub is where you're gonna show up most of the time. This is the content that gets your current subscribers engaged. It doesn't matter if they don't exist yet. Hub still has to be a factor that you consider for your presence. These are regularly scheduled push content that are gonna be primed for the, the prospect that you have. 60% of the time, you will be posting hub 
content. This is the stuff that people have already said, we know, we like you, we subscribe, we want more. What are those things? That's what remains in Hub the majority of the time. It's keeping people excited about you and coming back. Hero is sort of the thing that you're thinking about on a less regular basis and in a bigger way. That tentpole go big moment. If you have to think of a big brand in this way, it might be their Super Bowl commercial, but we want it to happen a little bit more often than once a year. It's designed to raise awareness. It's gonna be more like 10% of your content. Has anyone ever seen a musical book review by me? That's an example of a hero piece of content. I can explain more about that if you wanna to talk to me one-on-one. -on -one. But it's stuff that I wouldn't do on an everyday basis. I'm certainly not gonna do it three times a week. But every once in a while, it's a great way for me to advocate for someone, get a little outside of the box, and get them excited about what I've got going on in a hub sense. Help, and you might also find that your channel can tend to be in both hub and help a lot of the time, is really that pull content. If you want to classify this as the SEO strategy, perfect. What are you doing to target your audience by answering the questions that are critical to them? Q&A and engagement. If you can get them the answer to their question and get them to engage the video, engage the content, they'll likely come back, both in a like and a subscribe capacity, and you'll see them more for the hub. And the hub is really important for all of these reasons. Hero and help will help you get in front of more people, but hub is where you keep them excited. 30% of the time you're gonna be doing a little bit of help, but there's probably a lot of ideas that you have at this point for each of these categories. What do they actually look like? Well, hero can be more along the lines of, let's say, trends to start. Trends, what trends are happening right now? It can be anything, something trending in the news, something trending in your industry. How can you attach an idea to that and make a piece of hero content? Timeliness, we're almost in the States, upcoming to Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas coming up, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all those things. Timeliness, what's happening on the calendar? New Year, everyone's got New Year ideas. How can you tie an idea to timeliness to make a piece of hero content? Hub, motivation, everyone's got a motivational talk, but your community wants to hear it from you. So what motivation can you provide? That's a great example of hub content. Experiences, please, please share your experiences. In the state of the world today, online marketing and online business and brick and mortar, it doesn't matter. We want to hear that you actually know what you're talking about, that you've had experiences, that you can speak from that place, because that is where this is all coming from at the start with you, and it's going to make people trust your message. Speak to your experiences and responses. If something is happening and you have a response to it, how can you chime in on that? Great piece of hub content idea. Pain points, frequently asked questions. We all know where the help section is from. Great examples have been given about SEO and Amazon with Joanna, I loved that. Just how can you dig into what people are actually asking for? YouTube is very similar in that way. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, only to adopted mommy Google. And so if you dig into that search bar and see what are the top ways that people are searching for something, you can go so deep into what value you can provide to those people. They don't know you yet but you're about to answer their question. You're about to make their life a little bit easier. If you still can't come up with any ideas, I have a few at vloggingtopics.com. So I wanna give a quick example. Does anyone know Brendan Burchard? Just 
a guy with lots of things to say and just so awesome and exciting and brilliant. But I just wanna point out how great he is at YouTube specifically with these three uploads here. We have Hub, Hero, and Help. Hero, how to take care of yourself while taking care of others. Yes, please, please teach me that. Everyone needs to know this piece of information. Really great way to go big to your audience and bring them in. And hopefully they'll love the rest of this stuff too. We've got Hub, how Brendan does social media. Somebody that's already a part of Brendan's tribe is gonna be like, yeah, I really wanna know what he's doing on that front because it's very impressive. I seem to be watching all of his content. I, see to, I seem to be seeing him pretty much everywhere. That is something that someone in his community would go, I would love to know how he's doing that. Great piece of Hub content. Also teetering on the line of help. And then help, we have what is high performance. Perfect for him because he has a book in that area, but also perfect because this is something that people potentially would be searching for, want to learn more about in their leadership skills. So it's really, really important that you look at each of these videos as an opportunity to be a part of that sustainability and to have a certain purpose with who is going to watch it. And understanding the purpose of that video not just who is it for because you understand them to a T, but where are they right now in their relationship to you? That is sustainable content. So now that we have that, why don't we talk about consistency? How are you going to develop trust with your audience? The first thing you gotta do is show up. That's it. When you say you have a coffee appointment, you put it on the calendar, you show up for the coffee appointment. It's the same thing with content. You're just saying you're gonna show up. John just happens to do it every day. He says he's gonna be there and he's there. Let's talk about the context of each of these platforms. How long are your videos gonna last? That's gonna help you decide how often am I gonna show up on a frequency level for each of these platforms. On Instagram, you've got a couple of different scenarios. You've got 24 to 48 hours on the Instagram post feed. That is if you have really good rapport with your followers, maybe they've taken a little while to check back in to the feed itself. That video that you post could potentially last that long. Stories will disappear after 24 hours. If I had to ask you how often you should post on Instagram stories, based on that information, what might you say? Every 24 hours, ideally, because it, once it expires, you have no presence. Twitter, you're looking at closer to 24 hours. Facebook, that's very generous, 24 to 72 hours, depending on if the person has logged in lately and what they've checked out, how well your content is performing and where it's being generated from, a brand page or a personal profile, lots of things to consider here. YouTube, your content could last for weeks, months, years. Years. Can you imagine posting a video right now, even if it, let's say it doesn't take off, for another year, starts bringing an enormous amount of traffic because of the traction that you got with your existing community and how it began to rise up in search and recommended that suddenly it's bringing in more and more traffic. You will find that when you log into youtube.com that you're actually seeing a lot of stuff, both new and just customized to you from a year ago, three years ago, it doesn't matter. YouTube is very good at pushing what is great, not letting it expire and having you start to recreate the wheel later. The question is not just what is the context, but when will the video get done? 
I just wanna offer a quick scenario because I think the biggest thing I hear, and I talked to a few of you guys so far, just this morning, I don't have time. I haven't made the time for video yet. And that's a really, really big step, right? Because video takes time. Instagram stories, less time. But for the most part, video does take a lot of time. So let's say industry standard on YouTube, once a week. You just gotta show up once a week and you're doing pretty good. You master that, you're good. Let's say you're gonna do that. If you're talking about ideation, creating your outline for what you're actually going to use while you film, you're gonna get 30 minutes there minimum. Filming your first five minute video, five minutes is the end result, it's probably gonna take you about an hour, depending on if it's your first time. Editing, if you're taking it on yourself, two hours plus. We're all trying to fix our face in the editor. It takes a long time to do that because it doesn't actually work, right? So we take a long time to get editing done when we're just getting started. Uploading and optimization, another 30 minutes or more. You're looking at about 16 plus hours per month to get those four videos done. Does anyone have 16 hours, maybe even 50, depending on how you do extra per month right now? Probably not. Obviously, prioritization changes the conversation from extra to this needs to get done. But let's do this a little bit smarter. I'm so glad that batching was already brought up today because that's what I wanted to display here. Rather than do this on a week-by-week -week basis or on a last-minute basis, do the ideation for the entire month. You've got four videos to do this month. That's it. Get it done, create your outlines, and then set your day to film. Ladies, don't waste the makeup. Do it all at one time, okay? Change, you only have to change your shirt four times. Everything else doesn't matter. Filming then, maybe two to four hours, you're gonna get four final five-minute videos. Hopefully less, because you'll get better as you get impatient with yourself that you need to get the thought out. Editing, get rid of that. Is anyone in here trying to raise their hourly rate? Why would you lower it by doing your own video editing? If it's not what you do well, get away from it. If this is a priority, this is worth, and I'm sorry I don't have the pound conversion here, this is worth 100 to 300 a video, depending on how extensive it is. Just get rid of it, get it done. Now you're looking at one six hour day per month, if that. Does that sound better? A consistent weekly show? That's all it takes. Really great example of this is Love in London. We actually just filmed a video for my channel the other day. I love what she's doing. For the most part, she's just in her own studio talking about what to do, because I hear it's very difficult to film in London. Thank you, Chris, for providing that example. Uh, so she does a lot of information here for people that are thinking about coming to London and visiting. And she shows up on a weekly basis, and she lets them know. Travel advice every Thursday. So the reality is, do you have time? Maybe you haven't figured out where it fits yet, but you do. We all have the same amount of time. If you can show up for a weekly show, that's what it takes. All you need to do is decide your frequency and stick with it, promote it, and do it. This is gonna be really awkward later when you wanna come up to me and be like, Amy, I just don't have time. Because we don't get to have that conversation anymore. It stops now. You decide that you have time. 
Now let's talk about context, because this is a big one. I've kind of touched on it a little bit. But what is the culture of where you want to post? What does it look like to actually watch a video where you are thinking about having a presence? You may be considering YouTube. You may not be sold on it yet. That's cool. It could be somewhere else entirely. But what is the context of that situation? Let's take the two juggernauts into consideration here, YouTube and Facebook. The decision-making process to watch a video on YouTube, two things a title, and a thumbnail image. Two things, words, and a photo are the decision-making process to watch a video on YouTube. Think that through. You're on the front page of search. You want to be the choice on the front page of search. You want to be the only one they see. They are looking at words and a photo to make that decision so that they ideally will decide that yours is the one. That's the decision-making process. What is the context of watching that video? A great title and a thumbnail. Facebook, not the same. Facebook video just showed up into your life while you were stalking all your friends. Started playing with no audio. Totally different experience, because now you're just hanging out on your newsfeed, checking what, out the, the, the lay of the land. What's everybody up to? What do I need to know? What babies do I need to kiss with the like button today? And you just scroll and scroll until a video just plays. No audio. You have to decide to click into that experience for the audio to play. You cannot hear it, but it usually will happen. That's a very different decision-making process. If you think the video that you recorded a little bit ago is great for all the places on social media, you're probably wrong. It used to be that just uploading a video to Facebook would get you all the traction in the world. Not anymore. Brand pages are only going to pay more money in order to get traction with their existing audience. So if you don't understand the context, if you don't understand the decision people are making to come into the experience, you will not allow them to experience it. Don't make me get started on the whole how great the views are on Facebook versus YouTube. Totally different experience. Understand it for viewing your video, or you will not understand whether or not your hard work was even absorbed by the people who watched it. Okay, let's talk about the camera. Who's excited about the gear conversation? <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Really? What kind of camera do you need? Hmm, that's a really, really, really tough, tough question. My question for you is how important is your message? Mine was to make that bride feel the most special she's ever felt. I just happened to find a device that had video available on it. I'm pretty sure a lot of this room has something similar. If you have a smartphone, you're good to go, guys. If you wait to get the best gear, you probably will not even get started. Anyone in this room not have a smartphone, just so I'm aware? Okay, great, because that would have been very weird. I would have had a conversation with Chris about that. You've got it. If you've got a cute dog, it's also very helpful. The smartphone is the way to get started. It's potentially, right? What more do you need? You have the camera. 
Use the camera that is closest to you. Everyone hold up the camera that is closest to them. All right, great. Now I would like you to switch on video mode. Front-facing camera, please, although I will pose just in case you decide to be cute. And if you're not participating, I see you. <laughs> after you hit record, please repeat after me. Hi there. Hi there. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I have something very important to tell you. Congratulations. You just made your first crummy video. And I want you to share it. Hashtag Youpreneur Summit, hashtag vlog like a boss. I have a few free copies of my book for those of you who actually do it. You can feel free to redeem. Instagram or Twitter, please. The critical thing here is that you did something very specific when you spoke to the lens of that camera, and that is keep the person in mind that you are doing this for. This is my avatar, Charlotte. I don't see the lens of a camera anymore. I see somebody who needs my help. Somebody who's asked me to be a part of her journey. And every time I hit the upload button, she says, she made that for me. That's the goal. That's vlogging like a boss. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.